and welcome to another episode of Careering, where we interview fearless females about what makes them tick both in business and in life. I'm your host, Lori Halter, and I can't wait to have you here today's episode. Let's jump right in. I am so excited today to introduce you to Fleming Ford, who's the Chief Strategy Officer of Quantum 5. She also is a DEI champion and it talks all things leadership in <laughs> automotive and beyond. So we're so excited to have you, Fleming. Welcome. Well, Lori, anytime I get to catch up with you is a great day. So oh. it always brings a little happiness to get to talk to you. So thank you for having See, me. Can you tell why she's such a leadership champion, you guys? <laughs> Anytime <laughs> around Fleming, you just feel good about yourself. <laughs> well, we're this talking that the theme for January is how to make it your best year yet. And I got this idea because I've had some changes in my life, as you know, and a lot of my listeners know. And I really was thinking about like the happily ever after and realized that we're actually all in charge of our own happily ever after. At the end of the day, it's us who is in charge of our happily ever after. So we focused a little bit in the first episode of this month on the personal things you can do, but I thought what better person to speak to about some of the things we can do in our career to create our happily ever after 2022. So let's wow. jump in. Let's yeah. jump in. First off, congratulations. Super, super excited for you. I think Thank nothing you. is more important, both in life, outside of work and in work, is to when things aren't feeling right in your soul, you know, it's time to move and moving makes things better. And I think it's a hard, hard jump. And I think yeah. whether it's your job, it's your relationship, it's where you live, it's a friendship that's gone bad or anything, the more we move and the more we take action versus sitting in it and getting comfortable with being miserable, the better. So congratulations to you. I'm super excited. And, oh, thank and you. And I will say it's going like, to be your best year ever. <laughs> I, I will say I'm feeling the most productive and happiest I've been in a very long time. And so people check in on me and say, how are you doing? I'm like, I am doing fantastic. <laughs> well, and I think that leads to sometimes we carry things too far. Yeah. Yeah. Via a job via a relationship, via a friendship, via, I mean, like sometimes we hold on to things. I don't know if it's our, you know, want to accomplish and fix as right. women, but sometimes it drains your soul and you don't know how much it's draining your soul, your energy and everything. And when you feel finally the nerve courage to take a step, it's almost like relief. And then you're re-energized. Yes. A hundred percent. In fact, my goal for this year, I was saying, I don't want a resolution other than be happy, but I actually do have one other resolution that I'm going to try oh, really hard oh. to keep. I am. I'm a resolution girl. What can I say? If something scares me, I'm trying to force myself to do it. Because usually I found that like fear is actually the teacher, right? That's the path that we're supposed to take is what scares us the most. I think, yeah, that's where growth happens, right? Yeah. You know, I keep right. saying everybody, my favorite new quote is let's get real comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, this is a perfect lead in into what we're talking about. So let's get uncomfortable, Fleming. <laughs> um, let's talk about, first, let's go in the direction we were speaking about. One of my questions, and I think it's a great one to start off with. Let's say you're starting 2022 and you're like, oh, I don't think I'm in the right job or I don't think I'm in the right position. What would you say to someone? And, and especially, I get this question a lot. They say, I want to take control but I'm in a position where I can't because I need to feed my kids or I need to take care of my family. So especially if someone's feeling like they're not in the space they want to be, but they don't really have the means to move out of it right now. What would you say to these folks about how they can start their year off right and kind of move in the right direction? 
That's so many questions. <laughs> so, yeah, that's like 10 questions in yeah, one. That's like 10 questions. <laughs> Let's see which one to tackle. I think that first off, listen to your gut, but make very good decisions with your data and with some objectivity. Because sometimes yeah. we are responding emotionally. And, and so you want to get past the emotions to what really are the facts and really like weighing what can I always say, I start with me first. So what can I do in this job to make it better for myself? What can I do to help my skills improve? Like, let's not rely on the company. Let's not rely on your boss. Let's rely on, you know, there's a lot of information that we can have access to that we didn't used to have access to, you know, when I grew up. Yeah. You, know, you listen to podcasts like this. You can reach out to people through social media. You can learn. You can take a lot of courses online that are available. So I always say, as long as you're growing yourself, it's going to improve whatever job you're in or relationship you're in. So to me, it's always an inward reflection first. Before I, because it's really easy to kind of get in the blame game of, well, if it wasn't for this, if they didn't make me come into the office, if they, you know, helped clean up the dishes. And so I always say, take yourself all the way up first and then assess again. When you've done that, then I think you've done everything you can and you can look back at it and say, hey, you know, I gave it my all and it still wasn't the right fit. And so once you get to that place, I really encourage you, if you really feel like you're in job jail, and that's mm -hmm. what I mean when you feel like, I have no other options. It's kind of like jail, but it pays the bills. Right. That is not the path of happiness and fulfillment, nor will you ever do your best job. So you yep. can't even shine in a situation like that. Um, I think you are right on target. Like, I just feel like passion fuels so much and passion is really what we're talking about here. And if you just don't have the passion, like you said, you're not going to want to take the courses. You're not going to want to find out more and help grow yourself, at least in that position. Right. So Absolutely. then it's time to figure out what is it that fuels your passion? Well, and sometimes people diminish your passion. And so sometimes it's people yeah. within, you know, the culture may be not a good fit for you. If it's direct, if you go home at the end of the day, exhausted and not that I don't have exhausted days because I just, flew in last, <laughs> I did just fly in late last night. So I was out in Virginia with a great dealership group. And so that was fun. But you know, it, when you're talking about, it, I was sitting there with a bunch of leaders and we were doing some leadership sessions and they're frustrated. You know, they love the car business, but all of a sudden now they're like, oh yeah, you get to be a manager. And yeah. that's hard if you don't have those leadership skills and leadership is a skill set. So they get frustrated and it's not that they don't love what they do, but then they're going home tired because this person's not listening to them and this person's ignoring them and this person's not showing up on time. And so those things, so that's a place where, okay, skill sets can help to yeah. look at that. And then if it's your boss who's diminishing you or peers that just don't make you feel like your best self, then sometimes we do have to step out and look, luckily there's amazing jobs right now. It's a great job market for us. Yeah. This is a great time to explore. A lot of people are calling me just saying, Hey, can we have a conversation? And so I'm doing a lot of talking about people are like, well, here's what I'm thinking and here's what excites me. And you got to really dig deep about what about your job do you love? And mm -hmm. that's where you want to pursue. And sometimes it may be getting into a company that does what a version of what you love or is in the place that, you know, you want to get there. Maybe you don't have the skills yet, but they're going to let yeah. you kind of come aboard and learn. So and know that we don't all get to do it 100% of the day, right? I hate doing yeah. sports. Like, Same. I think Dave, Dave O'Brien's going to kill me one day because he's like, seriously? It's Where like, are your not. expensive boards? <laughs> Like in my family is anytime I had to do the quarterly tax returns for the bookkeeper, uh, my husband would be yeah. like, oh my gosh, here we go. Here's Lori complaining all day. Buy wine, buy wine. Yeah. <laughs> so 
<laughs> well, yeah. I think so many great points. I mean, and so let's say you love your job, you're shining, your passion. What is what from an employer standpoint would you say are things that make people tend to stand out? And as a leader, say that's the one we want to lead up the ladder. I'm going to say always more than skills. Leaders look for your attitude, your ability to jump in, your ability to help out, your ability to, you know, help make things easier for your leader, your ability to be innovative, try new things. I think that we would rather surround ourselves with people with great attitudes and work yeah. with them and coach them and mentor them than we would somebody who's super smart, skilled, but doesn't have a positive attitude. I think we all are struggling too much with the world itself, the divisiveness, yep. the uncertainty about what is happening with the pandemic and everything else. So you want to build that safe place for people to be. And so be that person, you know, I say always model it before you ask for it. Yes. I love that. And I also love the idea, you know, especially some of the younger workers that I talk to talk mm -hmm. a lot about being intimidated about including their ideas or raising their hand. But I feel like that's what leaders, this is exactly what you're talking about. Like leaders are actually looking for those people that are willing to kind of put it out there, even if it's incorrect or if the idea isn't used. I feel mm -hmm. like it's always good to put your voice out there and at least be heard. Mm -hmm. It's a hard thing to do and dependent on the leader. Of course, any leaders on the podcast, I would say I'm always trying to listen to the quiet people. So yeah. look around the room because there's always a me who's loud and obnoxious. I was going to say, I'm never the quiet person in the <laughs> room ever, but... <laughs> I recognize the quiet people are really churning and thinking and listening, and they really have a different side of, you know, no great idea comes from one person. Mm -hmm. It comes from a collective. And so I think that making sure you say, you know, Hey, Lori, you look like you're thinking about something over there. What's on your mind? Yes. So leaders need to pull it out. They need to go out and ask opinions. And that gives confidence to the people who maybe are not as comfortable bringing their opinion to the table. But that being said, another thing to think about is questions are pretty powerful. So if you don't yeah. want to throw your idea out there, um, if that makes you uncomfortable, asking good questions about someone else's idea. So you're kind of building relationships at the table. So, or before you get to the table, say, hey, Lori, I'm going to talk about this in the meeting. You know, can you give me some, what are your thoughts about it? And oh, that's a get great a, tip. Get an ally. Yes. Before you go in and then. Yes, I love that. You. And then support you or almost they can bring up the topic, right? Especially if they're an older executive or an executive in a further leadership role from you. I right. love that idea. That's a great idea for our listeners. If you're nervous to bring something up, have an advocate in there with you. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Okay. Let's talk raises. I get these questions a lot. Like how do we prepare for, and more importantly, ask for a raise in the correct way. If we feel like now the key, right? You have to be doing a fantastic job <laughs> to go in and ask for a raise or else right. feel like you're doing a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. So a couple of things. First off, it's not that companies don't particularly see your value. It's just like, I don't like to do expenses. They just don't take the time to do some of that stuff. So understand yeah. that they probably see your value and it's just, they may have even got to it. So it's right. more of a kind of correction, corrective action. But that being said, be prepared. Don't go in there with your emotions of I'm working night and day and I brought in this account of this. I yes. would go in really prepared and say, I'd like to have a conversation about my salary. 
and where I think it should be aligned with what I'm doing currently compared to where I started. Here's what I've added to my plate. Here's what I've added in terms of responsibilities. Here's the skills and here's what I've taken on since I came aboard or right. was given this role. And so you really, and here's even what people are being offered or paid in this position. And, you know, people are being offered crazy money right now. I'm yeah, yeah. Kill my own boss about that. But if I've taken on more role, if I've taken on more responsibility or I've taken things off other people's plates, or we've had, we let somebody go and I had to take on their work. Those are very factual things. It's like, is there anything that you can do to, you know, help me out here? I love that. And I like the idea of results or so like, these are the results that I've brought to the table over the last quarter or year, or whether it's taking on more job responsibilities, showing the amount of money that you've brought in, in addition to your services, you know, any of those things. Yeah. 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 I think you're absolutely right. I think where people go wrong is they put the emotional side of it. Like I really feel like I deserve this where it needs to just be dollars and cents. Or or you go in, I always go in with good assumption that your boss just overlooked it and yeah, just not on their radar. It's not that they're not. So, but if you go in emotional and you're going, I'm already upset. Like, I can't believe they haven't. Right. You're going to approach the conversation from the wrong, you know, it's a difficult conversation. So a lot of it is assume the best, arm yourself with facts, be very open to a discussion and not have an ultimatum. You don't want to put your boss defensive. Like, so it's more like, I just have, you know, I'm a little confused because I've added all this and, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm sure you have a reason and it's more just have a conversation and yep. get it going and just say, you know, I'd love to see what you could do. And if you could, you know, really help get me more aligned with what the market is doing. And then let's say they say, okay, great points. You're absolutely right. We can't do it right now, but let's look at this again. What mm-hmm. does the employee do in that case? I think, I mean, you know, that's fair, you know, like a lot of times depending on, you know, what's going on with your company, if it's a financial thing, but I wouldn't take a blow off particularly if you know, financially they can do it Okay, good. and just say, great. I really appreciate you listening to me. Can you give me some ideas about what needs to happen in order for us to do this? And when can we talk about it again? So just like any accountability conversation, it's circling mm-hmm. it back up to, yeah. all right, let's really kind of be specific. Let's have some timelines. Let's make sure this is realistic. You're not just blowing me off. Anybody who's in sales, you have to kind of decide, is it a real qualified you know, reason or is it a blow off? Right. And you got to dig in a little bit and go, okay, you know, totally hear what you're saying. I know we're really busy right now. We've got a lot of projects and money flying out the door. Can you give me some idea about what I need to do, what needs to happen and when it's going to happen? I love all of this because it really goes back to what you started with, which is just attitude right? Just go in with a collaborative, positive, teamwork-based attitude. And I mean, it truly, a lot of what you're saying goes back to that. Just don't go in with assumptions, like you're saying, negative assumptions. Yeah. And don't go in with crazy stuff you're hearing out in the market. I mean, like, (laughs) I was just talking to my husband the other day and and someone was like, they wanted this huge raise and then they wanted a vacation for the family. And it was just silly. He was like, who has that kind of, you know? Yeah. And, but I meanwhile, the owner is like, I've been working 24 seven for like like two years and we haven't taken a vacation since like, so don't go in there with like your ego because it can easily get checked. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Especially now. Cause like you said, it is a market for hiring. However, and I know people are frustrated because it's been years and they've been put on the back burner, but definitely I would say going in with a chip on your shoulder about the current market is not the right well, and I think Not if you good. already have a chip on your shoulder, you might already be in job jail. 
Yeah. Like if yes. you already feel like that kind of anger about the monetary parts, um, yeah. it's so like they really value you. That might be a different issue we're talking. So sometimes, you know, we do employee surveys and people will say, you know, they're like, I'm like, why did all these people quit? You ask, you know, we'll pay, pay, pay. I'm like, no, what made them go look for the pay? Yes. Because being valued, I just heard the best term. It was called the emotional salary. And I don't want you to forget the emotional salary. So maybe they can't give you financial salary where you want it, but maybe you could say, okay, great. But can I work four days a week? Or can I have more flexibility in my schedule so I can pick up my kids? I'll work at night or, you know, hey, will you be willing to put me in this course so that I can learn these skills so that I can get a promotion? Or will you mentor me? Or will you work with me? So a lot of times what we're looking for is not financially, if you're out of alignment, that's just fix the alignment. But a lot of times we're actually looking for something more than just the pay. I love the emotional salary idea. I hadn't heard of that, but that is so spot on, right? A lot of times it's like you said, if the pay is pretty much in alignment, then it really is an emotional thing that's happening probably more so than I love that. Let's transition into you. You are a mom of two beautiful college girls, a wife and a career leader yourself. So part of this show is like, how in the world do you make all of this work? (laughs) It was so funny. I was talking to one of my teammates and she has four children and was at the age. Yeah. And is that an age when, you know, we're asking her travel, her husband travels. And I really can reflect on when my children entered elementary school up till then it wasn't, it was okay. I could still travel and move around because there wasn't so many last minute things like, Oh, there's a play next week or, Oh, there's a choir rehearsal. I mean, like, so it got a little complicated and I did at that time enlist a college student to help me, you know, pick up after school. It becomes, you know, the whole mom guilt thing of, yep. Of course you want to pick them up after school. But what I was sharing with her was I'd rather the time you have with them be about them versus a distracted you picking them up and not yes. really being there with them, even though you're there. And so getting things off your plate as a mother and letting other people help you. I mean, a lot of us are super independent and we're like, we've got this and we don't have this by the right. way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because the truth is no one can have that, right? I always think oh, like, the whole have like, like, they have thing. it all. It's like, no, but we can have it all at different points in time. It, depending on what it is, you can have it all, but that you can't have it all at once. No, is the answer. <laughs> Call it, what can you do this season? And as you and I were talking, you know, I'm in a startup right now. So in this season of a startup, we are all going full force. I couldn't have done that if my kids were home. My kids just happen to be at college. My husband travels quite a bit. We get to meet in the middle and it works, but I wouldn't do this to my husband more than like six or months or 12 months. You know, we have, we talked about it. I'm like, I'm going to be really not there for you. Yeah. (laughs) For about yeah. a year, really, and I said, "Tell me when I'm really crazy, because I can get really crazy." Yeah, he's like, no, you're fine, but I know my husband. No, he wants my attention. So, yeah, if it's a season of crazy, you can do it. I did have to leave my career in the early part of elementary school. I stepped away from the traveling and being that national person, and and became yeah. an executive coach so I could stay home and and really work with, I wanted to be the PTA mom. That's not for everybody. And frankly, I did not enjoy it. I don't, I, <laughs> one of those fake moms that was like, this is stupid. Right. <laughs> I wish I was like more volunteering, but I'm not. But I just wanted to, you know, my husband like, do not become the president. Don't you take that over? Yeah. I love I, it. 
I got the same speech. As soon as I got in the PTA, Tim was like, do not, or a board, Thank you. you know, like don't become the chairman of the board of this damn Thank thing. You. Like just. Uh, yeah. Well, and my boss right now is like, learn the art of no. And <laughs> yes. I'm really trying to, so when you say what, how am I trying to make 2022 better for myself? Yeah. Is pick the three things that are a non-negotiable and get really good at focusing in on those three things and saying no to the other things, you know, like saying no to, you know, like a lot of meetings or like my company's like, you know, meeting, meeting, meeting. And I yeah. would love to be in all of them and hear what's going on and, and, you know, support everybody. But that doesn't really get me to those three things. Right. Um, so learn the art of no. I have like a big no where I can see it <laughs> at all times. <laughs> and so I think we have to get real focused, especially as women, we take on a lot. Yeah. I think men are much more comfortable taking a break. Yeah. Or being, like you said, laser focused on yes. like one thing in their career or as women, we're like, well, we need to be the best mom, the best PTA president, the best career woman, the best. And I think you're right. I think men are very much like, listen, I'm busy, busy, busy at work right now. That's my focus. And, yeah. and they're fine with it. And then, and therefore I get to sit on the couch all Saturday and watch football. <laughs> and we're like, you know, I sit on the couch and I'm like, should we do the laundry? Should I was we, just like, gonna... should we reorganize the closet? That's so funny. When like, I sit on the couch, I'm like, I should be folding laundry right now. I should, there's <laughs> something I should be doing. <laughs> I will say my husband has taught me a lot about self-care and like oh. putting, and, and I don't think this is a men, women thing, because I know a lot of men who struggle with this too. Like we want yeah. to take it all on and we want to achieve, 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 and be the best and letting things go and giving yourself space actually is where some really big things happen. If we get rid of the busy and yeah. let the world happen. It's always like, that's where you get lucky. You work hard, do your job, be good to people, put it good karma out in the world, but then breathe. I literally could not have ended this better myself. I'm just, this is where we're cutting it off, girl. You just gave me the last best line of the world. Let me thank you so much for being on with us. And if people want to find your wonderful self, where can they go to find you? Oh, please check me out on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with people and always trying to learn more about what's going on out there. And you can also reach out to quantum5.ai is our website. And you can connect with me there and learn a little bit more about you know, how we're really trying to help people be their best selves out there in the automotive world. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us a review or rating on your podcast player of choice. If you have a future female leader that you would like to hear on careering, please leave us her name and contact information at the link below. Thank you.